Hi folks, it's Dr. Christine Sauer again, uh, here with Sparkles for Better Mental Health, Five-Dimensional Growth. And today I'm extremely happy to have Lynn Baumann here on the show, and we will talk about how foods can help you to sparkle, and they really can. They play a big role in my life and in yours too, Lynn. And I know you wrote an awesome book, Brownies for Breakfast. Oh my God, I need that. So Lynn, Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And we all need that. We all need um, sparkle food, <laughs> right? And we is there a food that we love, but that also love us back? Yes. Is there a food that, that says sparkle any more than brownies? I don't know what it is. And I also, and I can show you pictures in a bit, but um, it, the book is all about donuts and, and pancakes and all these things that we kind of think are verboten when it comes to healthy food, not so. And um, I am not an MD, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm a grandma who has reversed her own type two diabetes uh, by not doing what the doctors told me. <laughs> Sorry, but you know this better than anyone. The, the science of nutrition has changed so much in the last 15, 20 years. And, so, and I was diagnosed in the 80s late seventies with type two diabetes. I had gestational diabetes. So I kind of had a head start for so many people don't know this is a problem until they're much older. And my mother had died of a chronic disease when I was 18. So I, my whole life, as anyone knows, who's had this kind of a loss, it, it affects the rest of your life. There's nothing that you do that that isn't related in some way, I think, to that. And the message that I took away from that experience was I was not going to leave my children because of my chronic ill health, if I could possibly help it. And so I've ended up <laughs> proselytizing about that to everyone else. Here's how you prevent chronic disease and reverse chronic disease if that's your intention to do. And, and you can't sparkle if you're not healthy, right? So, uh, and as we've already laughed about, I'm, I am all about sparkle. I mean, what's the point otherwise, right? I totally agree. And, you know, I talk a lot to depressed people and they lost their sparkle. And I always say you need really two main things to recover your sparkle. One main thing is you need a purpose, a passion, something you want to live for. Yes. And then you need to make it happen with true health. And food is so essential and eating and the way you eat and what you eat. So tell us more about what you discovered in your years. Well, what we were always told, you know this, Christine, was, was don't eat carbs, just eat protein and vegetables, but not starchy vegetables. And of course, exercise and lose weight which we now understand is almost impossible to do if your metabolic system is messed up and your insulin resistant, insulin resistance wasn't even a thing 15 or 20 years ago. No one even uttered the words that I know of. So the science has changed, but what the, here's the good news. It ends up being so much simpler than we were told. And that I thought it ends up being really simple. And it's just a few words. It's eat real food. I love Whole it. Food, plant-based food. And I want to add, because I can, I'm a snarky grandma, no crap. 
just stop eating, <laughs> right? If that's all you did, your health would soar. But most of us are addicted for a couple of reasons. One, the convenience. We are not wanting to spend time in the kitchen. We don't want to be you know, tied down to our homes and tied down to our kitchen. And I, I get it. You know, I was a single mom, raised three kids. I had a big fat career that took everything out of me that the kids didn't. I understand. But I also, because of what I've already explained to you, I also had this special mission that I was going to feed my kids healthy food. I was going to feed myself healthy food because I had a deep understanding that without that, we, we could lose everything. The other thing I, I talk to people about is the fact that health is wealth. So many of us don't have that connection made tightly that it doesn't do you any good to go out and make billions of dollars on real estate deals or with your special marketing programs or anything if, if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it, one. And two, ill health will take it all away. It just, that's 85%, something like that, a little more of the bankruptcies in the United States are health related. And we have a, a lousy system for people who are sick. In fact, we have a system that makes people sick. Uh -huh. and, and It's even worse in Canada because the government pays for sick care. Yeah. But they really don't. Not healthy. Being healthy because otherwise they would promote biodynamic agriculture, organic food, and not import some junk. You bring up a huge point that is a big part of my message is that as you are being kinder to yourself, healing yourself, increasing your sparkle, you're doing it for the earth. And if you are abusing yourself with food, just think about what you're doing to the dirt, to the air, to the water. You're abusing all of it. Uh, just one small example. For years, we were told chicken, you know, that's the lean white protein. That's the thing y'all ought to be eating all the time. Um, if you walk away from this show with two things, two things, one, no sugar, we'll talk about that. But two things, no chicken. If you know the farmer, know the chicken, have held the chicken. If the chicken has a first name, we'll talk about it. But other than that, please, it's the most tainted meat on the market today. And those chickens that you get on the rotisserie at Costco that smell so good when you go in, they're pumped full of salts, of other chemicals. They are not good for you. And they are not good for the earth. There may be worse for the earth than they are for you. And it's certainly not good for the chicken. Um, and I'm, I'm being snarky, I know, but it's, a, it's an extremely important point that as you are building your own health, you're building the earth's health, health too. Yes. Um, and and you, you can't have one without the other. We're, we're absolutely connected just as our movement our food, our sleep, and our breath are all connected. I'm going to talk about sort of one piece of it, the food piece, but it's hard to stay on the food piece without kind of spilling over all the time because how you sleep definitely affects how you eat. If and you vice sleep, versa. Yes. 
but but people kind of don't get it don't that get if it. you sleep badly, you're going to want to eat badly because it does chemical things to you that makes you too hungry. That your system's going, oh my gosh, we didn't rest, and so you know. So so the sleep and food connection is very very tight, and you can't heal at all. You, your cells can't do what they want to do unless you are in deepest sleep. It's another connection I find so many people struggle with. And, and I love my new vocabulary word, Christine, you'll be proud of me because it's a, it's a medical word, autophagy. Yes, I love autophagy. The sauna. Ah. Yes, it's, I felt like I discovered something so amazing. I, and, and to me, the, the picture is at night on the freeway, when the traffic is gone, the crew comes out with their brooms and their machines and they are cleaning that freeway. So they couldn't do it if you were driving on it all the time. They need an empty freeway to do that work. And your body cannot do that work if it's trying to digest that pizza that you harp down at 11 o'clock at night. So just stop. Okay. Um, quit that. Um, and, and that's part of the timing that no one ever talked about with food back in the day. And this is the thing that you're so familiar with, the intermittent fasting that we are all seeing heals people. It heals diabetics. It's huge when it comes to, and uh, I'm proud to say after having been a diabetic or in diabetic range for decades, I'm now not. My, my hemoglobin A1C is gorgeous. Uh, and I'm in my late seventies, technically my mid seventies. Oh, nobody would believe that that sees you. Well, you know, and, and so I'm out here with my sparkle wand. Yes. I love that. Saying you can do it. You know, I had a bit of a jump on folks because I knew soon earlier in my life than some do that this was really important, but I was told that diabetes, type two diabetes is a progressive, and it's a progressive disease. And, and it's incurable. And it's incurable and it's just never, and you're gonna, and it's gonna increase and blah, blah, blah. BS, it's not. And, but you have to make a commitment. You have to really be on it. And here's the good news. When you give up the stuff you need to give up and add the stuff you need to add, you're eating more beautiful food, more wonderful, more delicious, more <laughs> sparkly food than you've ever eaten because you start eating color. You start, oh, here's one. Here's a favorite. It's kind of a California dish, but it's gazpacho. Made with like soup. In the Northern climates, it's, we want warm soup. So you can eat it warm. What that? Whatever. Well, I'll show you some warm ones too, but I'm just looking at the pictures now. Oh, here's one you'll love. Red pepper soup, girl. Ah, yummy. This is so easy and so good. And Americans don't eat soup because somebody had to be in the kitchen and cook a little thing to make soup, I think. Uh, but I'm here representing all grannies saying, honey, sit down, eat some soup. Um, it, it, you make it out of the whatever's in the bottom of your fridge, right? You make it out of the cheapest stuff in the grocery store. You make it out of what you're growing. It's a, it's, 
and it feels warm and yummy and it's, it's beautiful. Put a few leaves on top. It, it doesn't take any time. Come on, eat some soup, make some soup. Uh, most of us in, in the United States anyway, are eating meat and bread, bad meat and bad bread, two, three, four times a day. And their last one, the pizza in front of Jimmy Kimmel or whoever, also has preserved meats on it, which we know are cancer causing, and you're still eating them. Can you just stop now, please? I want you to stop so you can sparkle. Like so, us. Listen to Lynn. <laughs> and do you eat any meat at all? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And thank you for asking. I live in an area where uh, that's kind of an epicenter for regenerative agriculture. So I have a number of friends and neighbors who are farming grass-fed beef. And I drive by them. I see the happy little creatures out there eating the grass and they're living good lives. And I, you know, I don't know their first names, the critters, but I know the first names of the people who are raising them and they're very thoughtful and loving people. And so I buy a certain amount of, uh, my favorite is a flat iron steak. I will send you the recipe, by the way, if you go on my website, lynnbowman.com, L-Y-N-N-E-B-O-W-M-A-N, no charge, free. I send out recipes that aren't in the book as I develop them. And um, it, flat iron steak, wonderful, very lean, not tough. It's not expensive. And, you know, once a month or every six weeks, or I don't measure it, but every once in a while we go, have some steak. Okay. And we'll have that. Not every day, not every week. And I also keep shrimp in the freezer because you never know when you're going to want a little bit of shrimp, salad, pasta, whatever. So easy. And you haven't asked me, Christine, but um, my superpower, are we ready for this? In addition to sparkling, is I can have a meal on the table in 10, 15 minutes, no matter what. Phone ring. Boom. Because when you're a single mom and you have a bunch of little screamy kids, you figure that out, right? Uh, and, and I was going to feed them healthy, so we couldn't just drive through, which is what most folks are doing now. Um, but I can throw a meal on the table and you can too. It's not complicated. Doesn't take time. It's easy. And my book is, is designed for eight-year-olds, 85-year-olds. You know, if you measure carefully, great. If you don't, it's okay. You know, I and personally go with intuitive cooking. There you after go. you have a little bit experience in cooking, yes, you need a little bit experience. So when you start cooking, yes, follow a recipe like yours. They're awesome. But once yeah. you are comfortable, hey, just throw something in. Add a few nice spices and voila, it's the food. I love that you say that. It's awesome. And, you know, I want you to eat everything in your fridge, right? Down to the plastic on the shelves. Mm. The, the less food you throw away, the healthier you are and the healthier the climate is. Well, it depends that. if you have the good food in the fridge. Good. Yeah. If you want to throw food away, throw the junk away. Well, don't get the junk to begin with. Just don't. And I spend time in the book talking about reading labels. What do labels really mean? 
and particularly um, the, the macros that say how much protein and how much potassium and so on, you know, it's basically BS. It's, it's a legal requirement that people have to meet, but it's not anything that is really true enough to guide your eating very well. Um, I, I, I always tell people, don't bother with the amounts, go straight to the list of ingredients. What does it say is in this food? Number uh, one, because, sugar. Number two, high yeah. fructose corn syrup. Throw it yeah. out, don't buy it. Right, right. And if it has five or six or seven or eight ingredients, it's suspect. And if you don't know what any of those ingredients are or how to spell them or anything, it's suspect. Don't do it. Uh, but what it comes down to is if it's in a bag or a box, hmm, you're better off without it, most likely. You know, that is so true. And I have to get back to the chickens because I love chickens, not the industrial chicken, but we used to have chickens ourselves. Yeah. We had that's 25 good. laying hens and we raised up to 30 meat birds. And what a pleasure to see them walk over the lawn with their little feet. They're so sensitive to feet. Whoever has touched the feet of a chicken and know how soft the fur is on the chicken top. They love dandelion, they love chives. I even had a little Toastmaster speech about the chicken, the misunderstood animal, because they really are. So that's the kind of chicken you can safely eat. I grew up with chickens too, and, and I'm very partial to the little critters. I love them. They, they have a lot of personality. Oh, yes. They're, they're very sweet. Um, but, you know, we live in the country now, and so you have a completely different relationship. We have foxes and bobcats and- Oh, yeah. Turkey, wild turkeys and um, all kinds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yes, but chicken that you buy in the grocery store, no, just no. That's a big fat no. A bucket of no, as my granddaughter loves to say. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, I'm sometimes surprised that uh, people that say, oh, I only eat grocery bought chicken because I don't want to see them slaughtered. Isn't mm -hmm. that a ridiculous argument? Yeah, it is. In fact, and I have a young friend um, who just went off to college, a dear friend who grew up right here. And she claims, and I think rightly so, if you haven't killed an animal, you shouldn't eat an animal. Um, you need to, to be part of that. And, and she's been up in the Northwoods shooting moose and things. Um, which isn't a thing I aspire to do, but I admire that she really understands that connection, that you really don't get to do one without doing the other. I'm I, not I love that idea because it leads us to the natural way of eating, like our ancestors. Eat. And I say that a lot. And the native cultures always do it. They give thanks when they take an animal and they value the meat. They don't just say, oh, my God, here's another steak. No. Yeah, it's different relationship. Yes. And, and that goes right to the heart of what we're talking about is when you're driving through and when you are eating out of a bag or a box and when your kids are eating out of a bag or a box, that's not eating. Eating is a whole experience that involves community and gratitude and ritual whether you think so or not, it does. And if you're not including that in your family life, um, 
here's my granny shake, but I want you to do it. I want you to think about how you can include more thought, more ritual, more gratitude. You know, moms and dads are racing around taking their kids to violin and choir and soccer and all these things. And I, I want to put out uh, what's more important, knowing how to sit down with people and share ideas, share food, argue your point, pass the salt. Kids are growing up now without that skill set. And you're shipping them off to this expensive college that took all that trouble to get the kid accepted at. And the kid goes off to the dorm and has no idea how to eat a meal in company with a professor. And I'm going to suggest that you might want to think about that. Um, food is culture. It's very much it's, so. Very it, much so. Now, Lynn, I often get the argument from people around here. Nova Scotia is one of the poorest provinces in, Nova, in Canada. Well, I can't afford all that good food. I would like to eat better food, but I can't afford it. And the packaged food is so cheap. The Wonder Bread is cheap and the, the cheese whiz is cheap. That's a yellow kind of plastic, by the way. <laughs> what do you say but, to them? But pay now or pay later. Um, it, healthcare is, is what is going to take you down financially. One, the big view. But two, remember when the, pandemic started and everyone said, oh, the shelves are empty. They're, they're, the food's gone. What am I going to do? Well, that was me over in the produce department saying, no, it's good here. There's lots of celery, spinach, arugula, artichokes, no problem. Come on over here and get food. The difference is that there is a cost in your time and energy. You need to prepare the food, but I can still buy a big bag of greens, the most healthful thing I can possibly eat for two bucks at Trader Joe's. So don't tell me it, that, yes, meat is expensive. Don't eat it. You don't know, eat as much. Cut down on it. We don't need that much. We don't need to eat that much as most of us do anyway. Right. And I am not vegan, as I've already said. Um, I That's not what I'm proposing for you. But But to be healthy and sparkle like we do, you need to amp up the green and colored stuff in your diet and dial down on the brown and beige and white. Um, and there is so much, first of all, the best foods you can get are free, absolutely free. In my book, I talk about blackberries because most of us in the summer have some way that we can drive a little bit or walk out in our back or whatever and pick blackberries. Now you're going to get scratched up and you might get bitten by a bug, but you can pick the most healthful food in the world free most places. You can also go and pick apples for people like me who have too many. I've got trees. I can't, I just can't get out there before the deer do. I would be happy to have you drive up in my driveway and say, can I have some apples? Yes, please take some apples. Um, it's abundant. There is all kinds of wonderful food out there for the taking. And there's a movement now, you know this, to plant gardens in cities that are edible gardens that are free. We can do this, help people do this. Absolutely. And it, it's, 
it's even if you live in a mobile home park you just moved in one because my husband is getting older and he doesn't want to do that much we have three garden boxes with vegetables it's yes. amazing what you can grow raised beds so yes. easy you buy the 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 beautiful tin uh thing at the, the hardware store bring it home put some dirt in it put some plants in it boom and it does and i have a um kind of a 12 step thing here are the 12 things that you want to do to be healthy and one of them is eat greens three times a day mm-hmm. and you're going to go wait how in the world do you do that because people think greens salad no if you have a pot on your sink on your counter of parsley you have one of the most nutritious foods you can eat right there every day and all you have to do is snip a little bit off and put some on your eggs or put some on your sandwich or put some in your soup three times, two times a day. It's like taking vitamins, only better. <laughs> and it tastes good. And I'm a big fan of sprouts. Yes. And they are so easy to grow in a mason jar. And they make your food. It's easy. Three days, you have sprouts. Yeah. And, and if you take just a little trouble to make your plate pretty, you will derive joy from it. Your family will derive joy from it. Your friends will think you're a genius. Uh, that's a trick I learned way back when because I wasn't much of a cook, but you know I could throw a meal together. But if you put uh, a nasturtium on the plate, people go, oh, isn't this gorgeous? It, no, yeah. You have to explain nasturtiums are edible flower. Yes, yeah. And the, the sprouts that you pull out, they're pretty. And you just, you can decorate a plate with them. You know, parsley, it's pretty. Um, there are all kinds of easy things that you can do to make your food look better than the food that you're buying at the shishi restaurant. And um, <laughs> I have been completely shocked. I just went to Los Angeles and back. I hadn't been in a long time because of COVID. And I as people do in the hotel, there's a Starbucks and I wandered in and the fruit cup in plastic, which is not ripe melon and some berries and some, I think it was $14. It was 12 or 14 bucks. And the granny and me just kind of went, oh my God, I think I might rather starve, right? Than pay that kind of money for plastic and not ripe fruit and, you know, in that amount. But that's not what your food at home is going to be costing you if you're at all careful about it. And I think that's an important point because many of us buy at the drive-thru or they go to a restaurant that's much more expensive than home cooking. And home cooking is just as fast and doesn't cost any gas. Yeah, no. And there's so many tricks, which and the brownies that I talk about in brownies. Yes, let's talk about it some more because we have to slowly wrap up, but I don't want to wrap up without featuring this amazing book and uh, letting our listeners know how they can contact you for more of the goodies that you have to offer. <gasps> Look and at I, that. And, and I have never yet seen a child or um, a grandpa in my life who wouldn't love a pink frosted donut with sprinkles on it. And this is made with all healthy, good things. No sugar, no flour, easy, 
So you will to invest. Listeners can't believe it. You need to contact Lynn and get that book because it is true. Okay, here's and here's this one. Here's Mimi's badass brownies, uh, and the trick is they are made with nut butter, pumpkin, real cocoa powder, just plain cocoa, um, eggs or egg substitute, pinch of salt. Um, what am I leaving out? Sweetener. And I talk in the book about the newer sweeteners that are really good. And I don't mean stevia. I mean, monk fruit and chicory root, natural sweeteners. Allulose is one that's come out fairly recently. That's, that's quite good. Um, and they don't cause digestive upset. They're perfectly healthy, no calories, great taste. And it opens up this whole world of stuff that you can make to satisfy your sweet tooth, but also get rid of your sugar addiction and stop serving sugar to your family. And if you don't tell them, by the way, they won't know. Um, if you announce to your church group that it's a sugar-free brownie, they'll go, oh, no, thanks, right? But if you tell them after they said, well, Mrs. Bowman, those are the best brownies I ever ate. You say, isn't that great? No sugar, no flour, no oil. Then yeah, that's it. I did the same thing with, I baked those brownies and I gave them to my husband and he loves brownies and he's diabetic. So I said, I made you some brownies. Brownies, I'm not sure. Well, those you can have. They're really good. And the ATM said, oh my God, they're really good. And I said, you know, those are no sugar. They're actually better than the cakey brownies. They're richer. The texture's better. And you're eating a vegetable. <laughs> they're yummy. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. A sparkly miracle. You know, nature's a miracle. And I love it that you feature that in your book in a way that even kids can see how yummy, healthy food can be. Yes. Now, Lynn, if somebody is watching that or listening to it and they say, oh, my God, I want to learn how to eat healthy while loving the food I'm eating and loving my family and doing something good for myself and the family. How can and they the, contact you? And the earth. And the earth. Yes. Okay. It's lynnbowman.com. L-Y-N-N-E-B-O-W-M-A-N.com. And everything's on there. My Facebook, Instagram, wherever. But if you, if you sign up and it'll show you that book and the other ones that I've done. And, um, and it's brownies for breakfast on Amazon. Easy way to get it. Or ask your, your independent bookseller, tell them that you want, and if they don't have it, they will get it for you from their wholesaler. And just insist, it's like, this book is blowing up. It's fantastic. You have to carry it. And, and they will get it for you. Uh, but if you, if you order it on Amazon, then you can do a review too, which is very helpful. It tells other people uh, what's going on with the book. And so I would urge you to do that. But uh, sign up on my website to be on my mailing list. I, I don't often send things out, but when I do, it's going to be something wonderful for you to cook, easy, healthy, so on. Um, so sign up for that and, and then send me a note. Uh, there's, a, there's a contact uh, place on my website. I love hearing from people, getting pictures of what you've made and, and how it looked and how it went over with your family, whatever. Uh, or if you have questions, I, I love that kind of feedback. It really helps me keep doing what I'm doing, as I'm sure 
Christine is the same way. I need to hear from you and I enjoy hearing from you. By all means, we love feedback from people that we serve. And Lynn, thank you so much for being on the show and all the links will be on the video and in the context and in the show notes, of course. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom as a grandma and cook and uh, type 2 diabetic that is no longer a type 2 oh, diabetic because right. you reversed it, which is possible and still many doctors won't accept it, but it is. Just because something is uh, common doesn't mean it is normal. Yeah. Yeah. And so thank you very much for being on the show. And that is the end of today's show. Thank you very much. And please subscribe to the next episode and send me feedback how you like the show. Bye-bye.